Cookie Man. As a matter of fact, it was. The third commercial, it's still on, please. Take off the third channel, the third channel. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! How can a man do this? Still me. It isn't a man. What is he? Evil. What happened to the sister? She died, right? No, she faked her death. Hoping and praying every year. That her brother won't find her. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell do you do that for? So I can kill him. The day is here. <laughs> this... This is the one, I'm going to be honest, I was looking forward to the most. <laughs> Oddly enough, me too, especially after watching four through six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know me, I'm, I'm a big zombie head. Mm -hmm. I, I really like Rob Zombie. I love um, House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects. Uh, I've seen all his other stuff. I even, I love the monsters even. Um, yeah. So... I, I, I'm a big Rob Zombie fan, and I'll be honest, when I first saw these movies, when I was a dumb adolescent, when these came out, <laughs> uh, I did not like them, mm -hmm. because I was in that headspace, I think we were talking about um, fans earlier, where they just think Michael Myers is cool, you know? Oh, and yeah. I think Rob Zombie humanizes him, which is perfectly okay, but... My headspace back then was, what the heck? Michael Myers is scary because he doesn't have a backstory. Oh my god, they ruined his character. What the heck? Um, so I didn't like him. Like I threw him aside. Uh, growing up, I I rewatched the first one quite a bit, mm -hmm. uh, just because it was always on TV. You know, I'd, I you'd always get excited because like a uh, fucking amc on halloween it's like ooh, halloween's on you click it you're like oh it's the rob zombie one okay whatever i'll watch it <laughs> um but i think another reason why i didn't like them was because i always saw them on tv i never saw the unrated cuts yeah uh and then when i got this uh halloween collection that has both the rob zombie movies unrated cuts i watched them it's like hey you know i'm turning around mm -hmm. you know i'm doing a 180 i'm like hey you know hang on <laughs> these movies kind of slap <laughs> all right um and i i remember what it was like two years ago i think i came to you and our friend group and i was like guys rob zombie's halloween 2 is is a masterpiece and you guys uh <laughs> oh, thought I, I you guys thought i was mentally ill you guys <laughs> thought i was insane i think um, i still think you're mentally ill for that's that okay i think i'm mentally ill too <laughs> that's perfectly okay but after watching one through resurrection seeing the varying quality of all of these mm. it made me appreciate rob zombie so much more i will say that that did happen for me as well just because like four through six are such a boring like slog like, yeah especially five and six it's like it's just the same movie over and over again like, there's not any new ideas, really, other than bad ones, like the cult stuff. Yeah. It's more just I new ideas to fix bad ideas that then result in more bad ideas. 
Right, exactly. It's like a horrible snowball effect. <laughs> but, I mean, and then I realized on this watch, I, I realized, oh, especially in Halloween 2, I wasn't watching a Halloween movie anymore. I was watching a Rob Zombie movie. I think that's why they didn't do that well from, like, audiences. And I'll go into, because Rob Zombie mm-hmm. even, like, said, like, why? Like, okay, just picture this. You know my mother? She she loves Halloween, right? That's That's why we're here today. <laughs> because she conceived me. She exposed me to Halloween at an age I shouldn't probably have been exposed to it at. And now imagine her going to see, like, the Rob Zombie one. And within the first two minutes, uh, someone's telling someone that their mom needs to get the cum pumped out of her stomach. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's very like abrasive. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think audiences that don't know anything about Rob Zombie, we're just seeing it for Halloween and we're like, what is going on? Yeah. Why are we watching like trailer trash right now? <laughs> So that's kind of my theory with at least the first one, why it's really not liked mm-hmm. by just general audiences. So so before we get into our ideas, let's just talk. We're going to go about one first, then we're going to move into two, where one, the, the key difference plot wise from the original is that it gives Michael a backstory where yeah. we see Michael as a young boy. We see him get sent to the institution. We see him interacting with Loomis, and then we see his eventual escape. And then it is essentially the Halloween we know for the last 40 minutes or so. Um, and that's um, kind of basically the plot. A lot of the new stuff is definitely in the first half, uh, and which I think is executed very well. Yeah. And I'll kind of get into why I think I appreciate that so much more. But overall, I really like Halloween, I think it's actually a really good remake. What What are your just base thoughts on this first one? Hmm. Um, I think that I like this more than the first time I watched it. I will say that okay. I, the first time I watched it was forever ago. I don't even remember when. It's probably around the same age I was. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I probably watched it because you suggested it to me, I would guess, like most mm. things. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I watched it way back when I had to be after just getting out of high school um and basically it was mm-hmm. like i had just sworn off the rob zombie movies just because i heard that they were bad and nobody liked them so i was like okay i'm not even gonna waste my yes. time and back then i don't think i was as much of a fan as the 1978 one as i am now or the halloween franchise in general and i watched yeah. it and then yeah i had that similar thing where i reacted to it in a very negative way where i saw like that kitchen scene at the beginning when like the the mm-hmm. dad is like i'm gonna skull fuck the shit out of you woman yeah and i was yeah. like what am i watching mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the yeah they're talking that kid in the bathroom is like bullying michael and he's like oh my god i heard your mom had to get her stomach pumped so she had so much cum in it and yeah. i was like oh god what the hell is this it's pretty gross it is, yeah. But I ended up liking even the that first whole Michael origin stuff, despite all that. But then you get to the halfway point of the movie, or it's like a little less than the halfway point, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it becomes just like a, a like an expedited remake of John Carpenter's 1978 film, like. 
basically shot for shot, almost shot for shot. Mm. At least the same kind of ideas are expressed. Right. But I just felt like that was so sacrilegious because I feel like this 1978 film is like all about taking its time, building tension. Like, yeah. um, And this movie loses a lot of that. And I still think that to a certain extent after watching it for the second time. But I like it more now because I think I, I really appreciate what he's doing, especially within the realm of the Halloween franchise. You're doing something new. Yeah, he's doing... There's a lot of new ideas here. I still like the Michael origin stuff, even though I think that this movie accomplishes in 40 minutes what the original does in five, <laughs> and it still makes Michael like just as scary. Right. I In my opinion. But... I can't complain because all the Michael origin stuff was really well done and it may, it humanized him in an interesting way and then it completely recontextualizes the second half of the movie, which is just the remake of the first 1978 one. Mm-hmm. And it really makes the whole movie more from Michael's perspective. And I don't think yes. I realized that the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. how like Michael-sided it is. Just And some of my other brief... Well, not really brief thoughts on some of the other aspects of the movie. I still do not like Laurie Strode in this movie. Oh my god, really? At all? I no. I really like this Laurie. You know what? <laughs> uh, Carolina watched this one. She liked this Laurie better. Really? Oh yeah. no. <laughs> she said. She said this Laurie is a lot more realistic. Mm. But the second one, I can see what she means by that. Yeah. I I don't know if I agree with that with the f- first one. I think my, my main problem with it was is that the first one is obviously Michael Myers is not the main character. Rory right, is. Laurie. Yeah, it's very character driven. Right. It's about her. It's about her reaction to Michael Myers and what he's doing. And also Loomis is, plays a pretty big part in that as well. Mm-hmm. This one is because it starts with that 40 minutes of Michael's origin. And then that emotion and all that setup carries over into that remake portion of the movie. So even though it's like shot for shot a remake of the 1978 one, it still feels like it's from Michael's perspective just because we've had that prequel setup. So now like Michael's Michael's the character that we end up caring about. Yeah. And like I just feel like it uh it is operating on a lot of people's preconceptions about who Laurie is. Like, right. if you didn't know who Laurie is going into this movie, if, it, if you hadn't watched the 1978 one, like, I don't really know you'd have any reason to like her, really. And I think the okay. second movie needs you to like her. But the first, the, the Rob Zombie's first film doesn't do anything to do that. You're saying I think, because it focuses so much on Michael, it doesn't give us time to actually connect with Laurie. Yeah, in the first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... In the second one, I feel like you need to have cared about Lori from the first one in order to care about what she's going through in that one. Right. And like, I feel like it's such a weird, like, tonal shift. I almost wish they were both just completely focused on Michael. You know, it's just personal preference. I think it is yeah. really because <laughs> they're I, just different. I really enjoy this Lori mostly because I. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of Rob Zombie. I really think Rob Zombie can write believable characters well. And yeah, yeah. I think he really depicts um Laurie and even like Danielle Harris's character, Annie, like 
how high school girls act. Mm. And that's what I really like about that Lori. Yeah. Um, where she she does really just seem like like innocent cannon fodder. And I mean, we we always say why I think Lori is so good in, in the original is because she is very kind. She's very like well mannered. She she's like she's like would be in the yearbook is like most likely to succeed. Uh, yeah. And I think Rob Zombie, he still makes her that still kind of like I wouldn't say angelic, but um very innocent, but still a little, I guess, modern, you know? Yeah. Uh I I I just I just really like this Lori, and maybe that's why I, I like the second one so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think you get any of the because like when you watch the first 1978 one, you're like, okay, Lori's a good student. She doesn't party. No. She's not. She doesn't really focus on guys. Doesn't want to kiss boys. Yeah, you don't get. You get all of that in that movie, and in this one, you don't really get that impression at all. And the second movie, like, acts like you've got that impression of her. When okay, the first one does not set that up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. I understand. Yeah. In the in the first one, I just don't like it because, for one, I don't like her performance. Scout mm. Taylor, uh, I think what is her name? Something I don't know. Scout. But I like her. I'm gonna disagree with you. <laughs> no, but I I don't know. I've always found her like she's like trying too hard or something. And yeah. then I also I I think it's mostly just I don't like the way her character is written. Like mm-hmm. to me that like in the original film, like it was nice to have her friends be like the crazy, like zany, like sexy ones who are always out like chasing boys, and right. then to have Laurie who was like a contrast to them. And then in Rob Zombie's remake, I feel like. There's almost no difference between the three of them personality-wise between Lin- Linda, Annie, and Lori. Well, Lori wasn't all that into boys either because she. the reason why she was watching the other kid is because Annie wanted to go have sex with her boyfriend and they were trying yeah. to hook her up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just saying like Rob Zombie keeps her innocent, but, but I guess more modern, right? Yeah, like she's still interested in sex and all that. Yeah. Yeah, like like she's a good girl, but she still says like fuck every other sentence. Mhm. Like like any high school girl does now. Right. Yeah, I could see it from that perspective, I guess. I don't know. I I think it's just personal preference. Oh, like, yeah, entirely. I think these th- your opinion on both of these movies are going to be entirely up to personal preference. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> because I I can I after watching them, I like them, but I can also see why people hate these movies so much because yeah. they're they're so sacrilegious to the halloween franchise uh-huh. like they do so many things that you're not supposed to do uh, yes. i think we'll focus on one and again i think it's because it's a rob zombie movie first yeah before yeah. a halloween movie but yeah i don't I, which i actually like that they do that i just want to say that get that out right there because you needed to do something different. I think at this point in the franchise, as we described last time, we just got out of Resurrection, Ugh. which is like the low point of the entire franchise. Jamie Lloyd and that whole cult saga, which I think pretty much everybody hates. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need to try something different. Well, and, I, and I applaud them for doing that. That's something I wanted to talk about because in these last couple episodes, you've been complaining, right? we've been planning on all this stuff all these points right (laughs) rob zombie answered 
a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Um, where I think Rob Zombie understands Michael, unlike the the directors and writers of all these other movies. I think, yeah, no, I I do agree with that. I think one thing that is great about this movie that I noticed and I realized more. This is the best the mask has ever looked yes. since the original film. Yes. 100%. 100%. 100%. Easy. Yeah. 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 And the look and the way Michael carries himself, even though he's a fucking gargantuan. Yeah. Um, But I, I like how brutal Michael is now. Mm-hmm. Yet he still is menacing. Like, he is very, I think, uh, tactful with his kills. And he still has that kind of curiosity element we see yeah. in the original mm-hmm. uh and also i know we complained in four five and six like why is loomis insane you know like <laughs> like it's fine in the first film oh he's a psychiatrist for 20 years fine boom yeah that's okay but like why why is he so emotionally attached where i feel like we actually get that now mm. and yeah. And we definitely see more, uh, I think Loomis is more dealing with himself as well. He sees Michael as like a failure to himself. Mm-hmm. Like he was unable to help him. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it's my duty to stop him. Right. And and that is a lot, I think, more uh, digestible or I guess more satisfying than he's evil. There's not a boy <laughs> behind those eyes <laughs> waving his revolver everywhere. <laughs> Though I, I I agree with you on that point. I prefer this Loomis performance wise and character wise to the original Donald Pleasance Loomis. Wow. I, it's not even a contest. Like I feel bad for saying that because I think feel like that's so sacrilegious. But like, yeah. I don't know something about him. How level headed he is, and like he just exudes intelligence more than right. Donald Pleasance did for some reason. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he's actually a good psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah i got that impression honestly no <laughs> and it's interesting because we see kind of his turning point as well let's i mean as we've been saying the main focus of these movies is michael and you know me uh i, I i'm into the macabre i like my serial killers i'm into that whole <laughs> true crime area and yeah. i think like the first 40 minutes of this movie is rob zombie knows his shit it is like yeah. a true depiction of like escalation of a killer. Um, and I'm going to kind of get into that where mm-hmm. one, one thing that's common in serial killers is called the serial killer soup, right? It's everything that happens once mm. they pop out of the womb that makes them the way they are. And it's typically a combination between nature and nurture. Um, so we see right away that Michael in like the first scene kills his pet rat, you know? So inherently we're like, okay, little bit of a psychopath already doesn't understand right from wrong doesn't see like consequences to his actions stuff yeah. like that we have the abusive father uh who says gross things about his own daughter most likely abuses michael uh mm-hmm. definitely abuses his wife uh along just unstable home life in general like even his sister is mean to him she won't even take him trick-or-treating. Uh, and we see even at school, he gets bullied because his mom's a stripper and everyone makes fun of him. So mm. it's it's clear, like, there there's no control. The, the only good in his life comes from his mother, 
and from Angel the baby. Mm-hmm. So then, we, you know, we see Michael at school. He gets in trouble because he gets in a fight with these kids that were bullying him. And then Michael sneaks out and tracks down that kid and fucking kills him. <laughs> and, and like, tortures him. Like, like yeah. it's not even, like... Like, and you see the click. That's that's what I like so much, is you see the click where he hits the kid with the branch. The kid is clearly down, right? He is out. He's mm-hmm. he's done. But, like, Michael stops, and he's like, hang on. I have control right now. This is something he has probably never felt in his life. Mm. This is the moment where he says, oh, this feels good. I, I don't know what this feels like, but I know I like it. And that's when he continues with the beating eventually mm. to, to the kid's death right mm-hmm. so basically what that teaches michael is that oh i can get control through violence right nothing else works but violence does that's where i think the seed is planted and that's where the escalation happens mm-hmm. of killing his family you know because mm-hmm. it's clear that he wasn't planning that at the beginning of the night he wanted to go trick-or-treating mom had to go out to work sister's like no i want to stay here and fuck my boyfriend Mm -hmm. you don't get to go trick-or-treating uh and it's like almost in that moment when he he's like eating candy corn he's like huh you know i think i have a a solution to my problem let me just kill them all (laughs) you know because to him that, that makes sense right yeah it worked with the bully why wouldn't it work on his father and sister Mm -hmm. um so essentially, yeah, he kills uh, his family uh, very brutally <laughs> yeah. with taping the, the, the father to a chair and cutting his throat and then mm-hmm. bashing the, the boyfriend's skull in and even <laughs> does the weird pervy Michael thing where he like pretends to be someone else to his sister, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then kills her. <laughs> And and then, you know, the mom comes home and he's outside with, with baby Angel. Uh, and he doesn't kill the kid because, right, because that kid is, like, comfort to him. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's that's his idea of happiness. And and we find out right away he, he doesn't even think what he did is wrong. Like, like that's psychopathic behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... When we get to the institution, um, eventually, you know, he's just like, I want to go home. I don't understand why I'm here because in his mind, he didn't do anything wrong. And he also uh, repressed that because he doesn't remember. And that's very common with serial killers. Like like Jeffrey Dahmer says he doesn't remember anything uh, about the kills. Stuff like that. So like his brain is like basically putting up a shield to, to protect himself. And then he slowly, as time goes on, he starts quieting down. He starts retreating behind these masks. And again, that's like the only comfort he can find. Because his mother and sister have been stripped away from him. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing left for him. He is locked up. Violence cannot solve anything, which which we've seen he tried because he does kill another nurse uh, when she's left alone. Yeah. So it's him basically regressing uh to the point where he says the only solution to any of my problems is violence right so he gives mm-hmm. up he's basically a, a kid who doesn't know right from wrong in a man's body and the only comfort he knows is his mother and his sister and what really snaps is when his mother kills herself after he killed that nurse because she couldn't 
live with that. So so now he has nothing. And he knows his sister's out there, and basically that is his only chance at happiness. But the problem mm-hmm. is he doesn't know how to achieve that, except not through violence, and that is where Michael happens in these movies. And I think that is incredible, and I think they finally solve the stupid, uh, oh, it's your sister, he has to kill his sister thing. Because Michael doesn't want to kill her. <laughs> he just wants to be together. Right, yeah. So uh, that is where I think, like, I think the writing Rob Zombie is great. And mm-hmm. I think that seeing all of that and understanding, like, the escalation of a killer and seeing how detailed it all is, I think is absolutely incredible. And and that idea of that his sister is really the only solace he can get in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he do- and he doesn't care about anything else, you know? Yeah. I think that is is really powerful stuff, and we understand why Michael is doing what he's doing, and it's still fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, so that is my spiel on why I I love these movies so much, and I think why Michael is so interesting. <laughs> okay, I mean, I agree with all of that. So yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna dog on you too much. Thank you. Um, thank you. I think the, <laughs> I think the only thing I have to say about that is I feel like it is operating off of a lot of his whole origin is kind of operating off out of a lot of stereotypes is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Where like it it just feels like a lot of the steps that he's taking to explain Michael's origin is like really obvious. Mm-hmm. I guess he was trying to make it really, really realistic. Yes. Or whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, do we really need to know that Michael, like, got, like, called, like, ugly by a bunch of kids at school, and that's why he went silent and killed people? Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like we get get what we needed from the original film, and he was still, like, just as scary. Now, I will say, this is a much better solution to the sibling problem than any of the other movies came up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, him, him wanting to just be with her instead of trying to kill her. Well, I guess that's the whole point of the movie is that you don't really know if he wants to kill Lori or just be yeah. with her and, like, mm-hmm. be her friend. Definitely in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely in the first one, yeah. Um, which I actually think is really, really interesting and I like that aspect of it. Yeah, and I think that his whole origin is well done from a writing and directing perspective. I just don't know if we really needed to see it. Okay. I think the thing that would have maybe pushed it over the edge for me is if if it was a whole movie about Michael's origin. About that. Yeah, because that's because I feel like I, I like that first 40 minutes where it is uh-huh. that. And then it becomes kind of boring for me after that because it it just feels like a, a carbon copy of the original right after that but you do have the added context the whole time i was thinking like what what if it, it wasn't like a reboot what if he mm-hmm. was trying to make like a prequel to the original yeah um because i felt like all those scenes with loomis and michael in the asylum like when he's talking oh, to him throughout his life mm-hmm. yeah all that stuff was like really interesting to me and I thought you could have expanded that and like had like 
of like a really interesting like compact little movie without like retreading like new ground and you're also exploring like a new idea it's like well let's try to explain michael myers origin let's go really in depth with it let's show like him and loomis's relationship mm-hmm. and like I was thinking during that too, you could like have an arc for Loomis where at first he's like, like bright eyed and bushy tailed and young where he's like, Oh, I can fix this kid. Like no problem. Like no one is beyond fixing, like no matter what they've done in life. Like, and at the end of the movie is him realizing this kid's a fucking psychopath and he's going to kill lots more people. He's evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they could have done something like that i mean I Loomis does kind of get that way especially like when michael escapes and he's like yelling at the i guess warden or director of that facility and he's like all you had to do was keep the monkey in the cage until it dies of old age oh yeah so like yeah. he like fully gave up on treating mm-hmm. michael yeah no I, I i think that's what he was trying to do with it i definitely do yeah. i just feel like i'm just saying that I, I this is my personal preference. Mm-hmm. I love Better Call Saul. I love Twin Peaks: The Return. So I love when things are expanded and they have all of this room to breathe. Yeah. So I, th- I was just thinking, like, you can make a really damn good movie with this execution if it was just spread out and you saw like the first act was like Michael like w- out of the asylum like when he was a kid or something like that. And then he gets into the asylum, second act, Loomis interaction, third act, something bad happens, and then Loomis thinks mm-hmm. he's evil. Like, having, like, that spread out, I really think would have made th- that more interesting, even though it already was interesting. You want, like, a better call Loomis that's basically Michael Myers' Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I'd watch that. I know, I would too, even with Rob Zombie doing it, because I, I genuinely like what he's doing here mm-hmm. i think it's interesting and i think it solves a, a problem with the franchise with the whole sibling thing because in the right. pr- movies before this it's just not scary like him mm-hmm. going after his sibling to like fulfill some stupid it's dumb. rune yeah it's, it's not stupid. scary it makes michael seem like he's just like a hero or something i don't know it and so this makes it it brings that creepiness back to Michael Myers that he hadn't had in, since the original, really. And I, I think what makes him extra scary is that it's very clear he still uh, basically has the mental age of a 10-year-old. Where yeah. with his kills, he has fun, you know? Mm-hmm. He has a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially uh, the the Annie scene in the in the first movie when he hangs like the the boyfriend on like a like a noose and has like a pumpkin on his head yeah and he like it's basically he sets a trap for lori mm-hmm. and there's that 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 is an incredible scene and i'll i will elaborate this when we talk about too but it's like <laughs> lori you know let, let's like lori comes in sees the hang guy sees annie on the floor she's all cut up like half stripped and Annie is basically so weak because she was strangled that all she can say is like, Lori, and she's trying to tell him like, Lori, he's still in the house and she's freaking out. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to call 911. And then we get that perfect shot where like the door slowly closes and you see Michael's face like in the shadows. Oh yeah. And it's yeah, that so was cool. awesome. <laughs> like Rob Zombie's able to manage him being a wrestler and also being very like, I think phantasmal. As he is mm-hmm. in kind of the first movie. Yeah. Because, in I, I mean, 
I think what makes Michael so different than the other slashers, especially in the original, is that Michael feels more like a force of nature. Yeah. Like he he feels more he feels more like a vibe. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like like he, he just his presence radiates like an aura. And I think that hasn't been captured until this one again. Yeah. Which I think goes into well, I mean, obviously I, I think I've said this countless times on this podcast, but I believe that people who understand and love horror movies will make a good horror movie. And and we know Rob Zombie is, is a little freak, and he loves his <laughs> horror movies, so he's going to make a good movie. And I think that is on all of his movies. Mm-hmm. It, it's true. Yeah. And let's i i guess we should talk i think kind of his direction because i think like like you haven't seen as many um no you you've seen the monsters which is widely <laughs> different <laughs> from his normal work yes um, and you yes. i remember we watched 31 together um which was his kind of take on i guess battle royale kind of thing or like a hunger games oh yeah yeah i guess it is that i didn't really think uh, about it that way but it is which yeah it is fun um mm-hmm. but his work is very dirty it's yeah. it's it's very filthy um words that are are said that are just vile you know um <laughs> yeah. and it's it's very unrelenting and that is due to the man just loves texas chainsaw massacre i mean that's yeah. when when he made house of a thousand corpses he's basically like yeah i want to make my own texas chainsaw massacre that's um, what I've heard that that movie is just basically his version of that. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw movie. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty um, funny. So, yeah, he, I mean, he just loves horror and he loves how unrelenting. And I think one thing audiences don't like is how, like, punishing his work is. Like, the kills are just mean, you know? <laughs> and they're violent. Like, they're not oh, yeah. fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, other words are like, oh, whoa, Michael threw that guy in an electric thing and he electrocuted and blew up. That's funny. Where this Michael, like, like I think, like, the Ken Forey kill is great in this one where, like, he pulls a knife on Michael and Michael just grabs his hand and slams it against the wall. Oh, yeah. Un- until essentially breaks and he drops the knife. <laughs> and it's just so violent and real. Like, the violence is real. I think that's what Rob Zombie's really good at. Mm-hmm. And I that is definitely, I think for normal audiences, not, not not very nice to see. No, yeah, yeah. It, I I actually I don't mind how brutal it is. Like a, yeah. a lot of people seem to have a problem with that for some reason. Because mm-hmm. like I think that's what differentiates it so much from the original is like the original like it it's horror, it's terror is built on suspense right. and build up. And like you're setting up things, you constantly know where Michael is. That's what makes it scary because you don't know when he's gonna come out, like mm-hmm. when this person's in danger. This is more like, which is it's a, my complaint, but also kind of a plus of the movie is it kind of ditches that suspense filmmaking for right. one because it has to get through the whole first movie's plot in like half the time, mm-hmm. but it or replaces that with brutality and like just absolute like like just 
gore. Like Michael does not let up with anyone no. in this movie. Like yeah. he he will like what's scary about this Michael is like he will like bash your head into a wall until there's like nothing left. Yeah. Like and I, I feel like that adds like a different kind of scare factor to it than the original mm-hmm. had, which I think makes it unique. And it's like a new idea, so that's kind of why I like it. Yeah, that's um very similar to like a lot of Rob Zombie movies. Uh, the kills are always very um either sudden or just like I guess how you would kill a person if you were in a situation. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like like we see Michael kill a lot of people with his bare hands. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, it just yeah, and Rob Zombie, it's just abrasive. Um, but I, I will say it, all these, both these movies look incredible because they're shot on film. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say that too. It's the best looking Halloween movie since the original as well. Oh yeah. By far. Like Easy. not even a contest. Yeah. Especially two. Oh two, God. Yeah. Two looks amazing. Uh, and again, I, I always say this, I always judge a Halloween movie on, does it feel like Halloween? <laughs> and Rob Zombie did it. Good job. <laughs> Even the original Halloween, it it you can see palm trees in some shots. Oh yeah, when it's supposed to be Illinois, right? Yeah. And then they have outside <laughs> lockers. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do in December, bud? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, God. but I mean, there's Halloween. Like that was my big complaint with um kills, where it just was not Halloween at all. Mm-hmm. And again, and because it was a continuation, um off of the 2018 one but even halloween 2 the original like halloween 1 okay yeah feels like halloween awesome but halloween 2 is very sleepy it's very like you know it's november now it's it's after midnight yeah you know it's like the fall is over it's Mm -hmm. very quiet and quaint and that's still it just it feels like and especially with rob zombies halloween 2 as well it it feels like you know when you're it's halloween night you're done trick-or-treating, it's like a weekend, you're up late, you're on like like a sugar high, but you're kind of calming down, <laughs> you know? Everyone's gone, yeah. everyone's gone home, you're like half in your costume. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like, and that's an amazing yeah. feeling. I, I got that feeling even from um, those first 40 minutes with young Michael, like yeah. just him sitting out on that stoop, like waiting on the porch. for Judith to come down, like mm-hmm. it felt like halloween to me it really did well i did watch the alternative endings and deleted scenes from this one okay i did not see those i want to fill you in on well okay there was one there's a bunch of scenes and i understand why they took them out because they're fucking dumb where (laughs) it was it was basically this whole subplot where the board it was like when michael's older the board was like, oh, we have to, like, Michael's up for parole or something? I don't know. But mm-hmm. it was basically them saying he's mentally sane enough to go to a normal prison. <laughs> what? And, and one guy was like, Loomis was not there for some reason? Um, oh, God. And he's like, well, you know, uh, I think he's perfectly safe. We haven't had an incident, so yeah, let's send him to minimum security. And then, like, the <laughs> other guy was like, are you kidding me? This man's a monster. He'd escape, you know? <laughs> and it's just so bizarre because Loomis wasn't there. So you think that would be like, oh, Loomis is like, I telling you right now, doctor, that this man is going to escape and kill all these people. And then, so I think yeah. there were, maybe that was Michael's possible escape. Weird. Which was maybe kind of like a throw at, uh, like, the rehabilitation of, like, prison systems and stuff like that. 
Oh, yeah. It um, sounds like it. But yeah, it's very clear why they weren't in the movie. Mm-hmm. Also, almost all the other deleted scenes were just Loomis walking um, Michael's mom to her car. And he's just like, <laughs> what? Oh, lovely weather we're having here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's very nice. Oh, it might rain later. It's, like, it's just filler. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. I want to see those. There was one nice one where uh, it was like Christmas and Loomis and, and her went to like see Michael on Christmas and she got Loomis like a gift. Oh, like, that's oh, cute. That's nice. It's a nice scene. I kind of wanted that to be in the movie. That would have been nice to see. Yeah. And then the alternative ending was uh, a bit shorter. It was it was basically, you know, when they think Michael's dead and uh, they're in the car and Michael grabs Lori through the window. Oh, yeah. And also, I love L- Loomis's reaction to that is so funny because he thinks I was about to say over, that and he's just like oh shit what the fuck like and yeah, he's just he's like it scares him <laughs> yeah no I, I i wrote down exactly what he said because it made me laugh so hard yeah what does he say he was, he's like jesus christ oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome that's like a genuine reaction if you saw that oh no I know, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, but but the alternative ending was after he pulls her out, basically there were already cops there, and they just, like, surround Michael. But he, like, has Lori, like, with a knife, and then Loomis is like, no, I can talk to him. They're like, Michael, don't uh... hurt her. She's your sister, blah, blah. And he, like, lets her go, and the second she runs to Loomis, the cops just all open fire and gun him down. <laughs> oh, on Michael? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was, that was the alternative ending, which I like. I think the original ending better yeah i do too it's it's a lot more personal mm-hmm. where and i love just the way it's edited where she just yeah. screams and blasts him in the face <laughs> and it just goes into like it's just like still frame and it's over mm-hmm. it's awesome it, it was like really realistic to me because i feel like Lori, it she's never encountered that kind of violence no and even even shooting someone in, in the face as evil as michael that yeah, has to it's be so like fucked up. Yeah, you have to be like, oh my god, like I would scream if that happened to me too. Especially like, you see lie. the blood, like all his brain fly at her. <laughs> yeah, and she's like still screaming after <laughs> it happens. That's like the most horrifying <laughs> part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like she was just so horrified by what she just yeah. had to do. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did like that. Uh, and again, it follows at least Halloween. You know, they nail the endings. I, we mm-hmm. will give them credit. Oh, absolutely. All right. Now, it's the time I've been waiting for. You you fool. I'm All a right. fool. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm no. so sorry. I don't mean to be an asshole and like be like, oh, you're no, an idiot. No, it's okay. But I don't I respect think that. It. I respect I, it. I understand why you like them so much. I just, I just have to get my honest thoughts out there. That's all. That's okay. I want you to okay cool (laughs) i just you know what it's like you know when you have an opinion that no one else agrees with but then you finally Mm. meet that person that agrees and you're like oh shit i'm waiting for that person to come into my life so i'm gonna i'm gonna plead my case here throughout us talking about this and why i love halloween too i think it is a masterpiece I and it is breaching my favorite horror movies like 
Wow. Like I will like I I this I cried on this rewatch watching this. Damn. I will say that. Uh I'm very <laughs> emotionally invested. I I absolutely love this movie. Uh but let's get the plot, the base plot out of the way. Um Yeah. This is 2 years after the events of Rob Zombie's first one. Lori's not doing so hot. No. And and we'll get into that. <laughs> uh meanwhile, uh the sheriff's department was never able to produce a body for some reason. And we don't know if Michael's alive or dead. Uh but then we reveal uh, Michael's basically living a hobo life, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And basically, he's still kind of, he starts seeing his mom, and she's like, hey, it's time to come home, Michael. Uh, And that's essentially the bare bones plot, but this one focuses a lot more on Lori, which I think is some of the best parts of this movie. Um, So you know how I feel, and I'll elaborate on how I feel. I just want to know, how how do you feel about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? You know, everybody always says that Halloween 3 is the most underrated Halloween movie, right? Right. Well, they're wrong because this is 100% the most underrated Halloween movie. Hell yeah. Movie. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Because I see so many Halloween fans putting this as the worst one. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, Resurrection is so much worse than this. Yeah, like Halloween five and six are so much worse than five this. Five was almost unwatchable, and I've seen oh that my movie God, plenty yeah. of times, and I oh. I can say that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like so, like and it's like at least this one has some really interesting themes, and mm-hmm. like it tries a lot of new and different things with the franchise. This movie has balls, right? Yeah, it does a lot of things that no other sane person is doing a Halloween movie would even try to do. (laughs) Yeah. And I really commend it for that. Like they were really ambitious with this Mm -hmm. and they really put it out there. I'm, I'm so surprised that, well, I think we should say, I think we mentioned this last time, but at least two Halloween movies, the producer for the first like 30 years of Halloween sequels died, unfortunately. And I found out he died in a terrorist attack, which is actually really sad. Yeah, he got like it was a bomb or something. Holy shit! Yeah, that's so, crazy. I know. So uh, that is terrible. But after that, his son Malik Akkad took over, and he, allegedly, from what I've heard from all these filmmakers, even Rob Zombie himself, um, he's been like, "Just do whatever you want. Like you can make a Halloween movie. I don't care as long as it's not complete shit. Make it." It's it's weird. It's almost like if we just let the creatives do what they want, like a good product will come out, huh? That's yeah. weird. It's kind of huh. weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, weird. It's almost like every franchise should do this, huh? <laughs> yeah, huh? I don't, okay, weird, huh? All right, Which continue. Is, I, I wrote, I read like a an interview that I thought was like so cool, and it makes a lot of sense why this movie is the way it is. The first Rob Zombie Halloween actually made a lot of money, and it kind of. Yeah. revitalize the franchise again for like the fucking fourth time mm-hmm. obviously malik went back to rob zombie and he's like hey can you make a second one for us but then rob was like no yeah like not doing it like because i guess he said the making the first one was so stressful yeah oh i'm sure probably it's probably the 
like most watched movie of his by far just because oh, it's such a huge definitely. franchise and there's so much pressure on you to make especially a remake mm-hmm. oh yeah it's been, yeah when you're following up someone like john carpenter like i wouldn't want to do it like he, he was more of a brave soul than i would ever be oh yeah but like so then mal came back to him after rob said no and he's like you can you please do this for us we will literally let you do whatever you want oh okay that makes a lot of sense now <laughs> and then rob zombie was like uh okay if you're really gonna let me do that i'll just write what i think should happen next and mm-hmm. i i it, it breaks so many rules of the halloween franchise but i think in a really cool ways now let's let's go into i think the biggest difference and it's, that's Lori's character now Lori is not doing hot and it is in a very realistic hard to watch way oh my god yeah what i love so much about halloween 2 and why it is so realistic where in a normal movie she'd be dealing with the trauma and then she gets over it right Mm -hmm. no lori gets significantly worse and lashes out at everybody yeah everyone's life is miserable because of her (laughs) and what i think is so great about it is that rob zombie just focuses on the lives of everybody annie uh the sheriff even uh the parents of the victims Mm. and he really gives you a personal look at what it's like to go through this Mm -hmm. and he said that's why i think this movie is shit on so much is because the theatrical cut they basically made Lori, like he described it as, she was hanging on. Like she figured it out, you know? <laughs> and you watch the unrated cut and you're like, no, man, she yeah. didn't. And the reason was because I guess in the test screenings, audiences did not respond well to a realistic depiction of trauma. Wow. So they had to cut it down. Wow. That's why the cuts are so different. That's why I told you, I'm like, you need to watch the unrated one. Yeah, because yeah, I think I, I had such a bad impression of it initially when I watched it. I think so it was probably mostly because, theatrical. Yeah, because I looked up like how different it was. And oh, my God, like don't I heard that they cut out like the whole subplot with where um, Laurie and Annie like hate each other, basically. Yeah, yeah there's like There's a ton like, of resentment between them. Yeah, and it's like, why would you cut that out? Like, that's the whole, like, pull of the movie. That's, like, the character-driven part of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. I couldn't believe it, honestly. Yeah. It's a completely different movie, director's cut. Yeah, it's it's incre- and it's incredibly tough to watch because mm-hmm. you understand what Lori's going through and you hate to see her be so self-destructive, right? Like, she's lashing out at Annie. She's lashing out at pretty much everyone. She's, mm-hmm. she's drinking doing drugs she has no closure and it's clear in therapy like it's just not working you know Mm -hmm. like she has absolutely no hope she doesn't believe she's ever going to recover and she thinks the rest of her life is going to be shit Mm -hmm. and that's incredible it's like a real hard pill to swallow and it doesn't help that throughout the movie she just gets significantly worse yeah and that's the difference and that's why I think Rob Zombie kind of broke the horror sequel rule where, you know, every horror sequel is the same. Mm-hmm. Where, 
okay, uh, our final girl, yeah, she's a little nervous. She's got a little bit of anxiety after getting almost murdered. But <laughs> but no, now the killer's back and she's ready, you know? <laughs> she's ready. She's going to kill him. She's going to, she knows what to do now. You know? Right. And that that's how they go. Where, where this one, like, this Lori is probably, like, passed out in her bathroom pissing herself every night. You know? <laughs> like, like, she's not there. And, I mean, and we see even Annie. And Annie, there's a great fight between them where Lori, again, like, Annie makes a comment because she was drinking. And Lori is just like, oh, you know, you always criticize everything I do. And Annie's like, well, I, I was fucking attacked, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she she was laying on the floor with her fucking neck collapsed and cuts all over. And yeah. and same with the father, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we see that. Like, we see him being very overprotective on, like, Halloween night. There's just so much good character stuff there. Yeah, I agree. It It's bordering on, like, indie movie quality yeah. character stuff. It's, <laughs> it's incredible stuff. Like... Mm-hmm. It's just so insane that this is a Halloween movie, and it's all done so well. On, on the other side, we have Michael, too, right? And I think, again, breaking sequel rules, a, a Michael is an incredibly realistic depiction of, of I think, what a, a escaped serial killer would kind of turn out to be. Just wandering through the woods and fields like a hobo, <laughs> eating, eating <laughs> like, raw squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah and it's it's awesome mm-hmm. he and i i do like that he doesn't really have a mask i know people people say that's like so bad or like sacrilegious or like oh by far the worst mask is halloween yeah. 2's rob zombie mask and, and i'm like did you see fucking h20 yeah <laughs> and you see his eyeballs popping out yeah which i think in i think the thing that about this that I'm fine with is that because it human because they humanized Michael in the first one by showing his origin, mm-hmm. I actually don't really mind that they show like right. half of his face basically in this one. They, yeah, I mean they they just show him. Yeah, literally they show like the yeah, first. They show most of his face. Forty minutes is just him being a hobo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and well, I think it's also important is that meanwhile in the town, like like let's talk about Loomis here real quick. Loomis is now like a best-selling author. He's basically exploiting the tragedy, you mm-hmm. know, M- making his money off off of Michael, who's become this icon. But I think what's so great is that Rob Zombie strips like the icon iconography from Michael, right, and says, "Let's look at this guy as a man. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not look at him as Michael Myers. Let's just like really look at what he's doing through like mask off, basically." Yeah, both 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 physically and metaphorically, you know that's what he's doing, and 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 Loomis is kind of an asshole in this movie. Like you can see, he's completely blinded by greed. Yeah, he's he's turning the tragedy into profits and kind of boosting his own ego, um, <laughs> thinking he's so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that kind of comes to, to bite him in the ass. I mean, he he is weird out. <laughs> Yeah, I was so surprised to see Weird Al and Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I was like, what the it, fuck are they doing biz- here? Bizarre stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and and there's a great scene where um he's doing the book signing and the dad gives him the picture of uh what was her name Linda from the first movie. Yeah, and he's like, "Don't you recognize her?" And he's like, "Oh no, she's a beautiful woman." He's like, "Yeah, she was a beautiful woman. That's my daughter, bro." And Loomis is like, "Oh shit!" And then he like pulls a gun. On him. And I'm like, "That's like realistic. Like that that happens. You know what I mean?" Like, oh sure. Like Alex Jones is doing that currently, right now. L- yeah, literally. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Though I like I like Loomis a lot in this one too. Mm-hmm. I think um, my big complaint with Loomis that I think is different from everything else in the movie because it everything else in the movie treads new ground, like character wise. Well, Loomis, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Loomis has like the almost the exact same arc as he did in the first one, but like more exaggerated or like yeah. more to a point. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, in that first one, you show him he was with Michael, then he left him, and that's when everything went to shit. So now he feels like he has to go back and do it himself because of this responsibility he feels that he has to take care of Michael and that he was with him for so long. Like, of course, I have to be there. And then I feel like this does the same thing, but makes Loomis more unlikable. Well, which I I think I like better. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna get into some nuance here. All right, oh, okay. because I yeah. I definitely I think notice this a bit more on this rewatch. Mm-hmm. Is that and again, it's very cynical. This movie I think is very cynical. <laughs> and going yeah. on Loomis's side, right? Like Loomis is at his lowest point. When before the climax of the movie, before he finally goes and confronts Michael, he has basically everywhere he goes, he's publicly shamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I think this maybe this is more I guess I should say a way to interpret it is that I don't think Loomis goes to stop Michael for purely altruistic reasons. I think that he's at his lowest point. He realized like fuck I I screwed this up i fucked with all these people lives not from a oh like a sympathetic standpoint more from a Mm. they hate me now standpoint (laughs) what what can i do to fix this you know how can i be that hero again and then it's like perfect opportunity i think you could read both ways i i would agree with the interpretation that he's just doing it for his own image Mm -hmm. if he didn't like basically sacrifice himself at the end because he sure. does, he he literally is like, take me instead. Like you can kill me, like, but please, yeah. like, let Lori go. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think if he did something more selfish, like he was just there to like shoot Michael in the face or something like that. He just that and pulls up away. with like a Glock, <laughs> yeah, blind exactly. fires into that house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loomis is here to save the day. <laughs> and meanwhile, Lori just like ten bullet holes in her. He's signing yeah. books out to the cops. Oh my god! Can I talk about something in the first film? I know we're talking about oh, the second one, but go for it. We just, we mentioned Loomis's gun. Yeah, the, one of the one of my le- my least favorite scene by far in that movie is that scene where Loomis goes to buy the gun in the to gun buy shop. a gun. Yeah, I was like, why do we need to see this? It, it's like Rob Zombie like saw the original film and he's like, what? Where did he get that gun from? What the hell? That's not going to happen in my movie. I'm going to explain that. <gasps> yeah. And it, it was like almost like a comedic scene, too. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of kind of comedic scenes. 
Yeah, that's that was another complaint of these movies in general is that like the yeah I, really? I felt like I, like the first movie the kitchen scene when the like the dude is like I'm gonna skill fuck the shit out of you woman and then he and he's like thinking incestuous oh, yeah. thoughts about like his own stepdaughter and like I was like you know in a regular Rob mm-hmm. Zombie movie I would be laughing my head off at this stuff right. But I know that this movie wants yeah. me to be like, oh, this is disturbing. What the hell? Like, this is how it fucked up Michael, the great one of the most evil human beings ever. Mm-hmm. So there's like a really weird, like, tonal inconsistency going on there that, like, it makes me feel like I don't know how to feel. Like, it makes me want to laugh. Like, I think anyone wants to go like, oh, wow, he wants yeah. to stole fuck the shit out of his wife. Like, that's funny in like a morbid kind of way. <laughs> but then you're like but you feel like the movie in order for the movie to work you have to be disturbed by that scene do you know what i mean again this may just be coming from i i'm a zombie head i've seen all of zombies movies so that's kind of what i <laughs> it's normalized a bit for me where like because like rob zombie is very good i think mm-hmm. at sprinkling humor in and a lot of the humor is like very dry oh. where like especially like like the strip club scene in two when like that the owner is like watching him as like frankenstein on that ad and he's got the stripper on his lap and like the uh the other like the bartender comes in he's just like annoying and the guy's like hey knock knock who's there he's like take out the trash he's like what he's like take out the fucking trash and the stripper's like yeah take out the trash and he's like shut the fuck up and i don't know just stuff like that is so stupid that it's funny like Rob Zombie's very good, and I think it's very similar to, like, I guess, like, Tarantino, where, like, he can make a character that is only in it for one scene, but they're incredibly memorable. And, like, like you instantly, just from one conversation, understand this entire (laughs) character, which I think makes a really satisfying, like, death. I do want to talk about that strip club scene because I think that is a perfect example of how oh, brutal God. Michael is. Oh, I think scene. I know what you're talking about with the mirror. Yeah, where where he is slamming her face on the mirror to the point where her face is just covered in glass shards, and it's just it's just mush. Yeah, you know. Yeah that that one is legit. That's to me that's the most disturbing kill in either of these movies. I don't know why. Yeah, and they show it. Yeah, they show everything. I think it's the way she like is like screaming initially when she's yeah. getting her head smacked, but then eventually just stops. Yeah, and then and he's still going. Right, and then she's just flailing her arms like she's still alive. Yep. She can feel it, but she literally just can't scream anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that is so like disturbing to me. Ugh. Yeah that that whole scene is awesome. Where it's it just, really it's is. just a slaughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and you can tell that's Michael getting his groove back. You know. <laughs> He's back in Haddonfield. Yeah. <laughs> and I do like that he does put on the mask when he does the kills. That's like his kill mode, right? Oh, that, yeah. That's that's his regression mode. Mm-hmm. You know? But let's, let's I think, get into Michael's mental state of this one. Okay. Um. So, so Michael is still after Lori, you know? Uh, it's been two years... And he's seeing visions of his mother, and she's like, "Hey, Michael, it's 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 time to to bring your sister to us, you know." 
It, it's time to bring the family together again. So I guess his plan was to kill her and maybe kill himself. That's what I, yeah, that's what I surmised as well, which I, I like a lot. And one thing that's cool, like this movie is very dark, uh, both thematically and uh, like lighting wise. I mean, it's a beautifully shot movie, but it's incredibly dark, you know, and it's again, it's like I said, like it's that after Halloween night kind of vibes. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and his uh, mom and his future self, they're like, they're like the beacon of light. In, like, mm-hmm. the darkness of Haddonfield. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's covered in white. There's always, like, this angelic lighting behind her. Um, even little Michael is, as well. And this is where I think we kind of see Michael once again regress back to a comfortable state, right? Like, he's seizing his, he's seeing his mom just for, like, comfort. Of, like, okay, yeah, something good can happen. Um, and this... I was trying to think of examples, all right? Yeah. Similarities. And I realized <laughs> Chris Chan, right? <laughs> Look, hear me out on this. Hear me out. Okay. I'm going to compare Michael Myers to Chris Chan right now. Oh, no. <laughs> so Chris Chan is obsessed with like those like 90s and 2000s cartoons and all that you know like 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 legos and toys and nintendo's game because that was the only point in his life that was good Mm -hmm. you know that was when he was happy then getting older you know the dimensional merge came out and pretty much anything bad happening in his life basically uh inflated his imagination of like his safe space right Mm -hmm. those are his safe space Something bad happens. Oh, don't worry. The dimensional merge will be here so I can go fuck Mewtwo or whatever. (laughs) Michael is going through something similar. Oh, okay. Where he's, he's basically, his brain is just making a safe space in his mother and justifying that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like the mother's like, oh, you know, they're, they're stupid being alive. Come, come, bring her to us. We're so happy here. Michael is really, again, just like in the first film, just just searching for happiness in a way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree. In the end, it's all about family. <laughs> oh, <You know>? God. <laughs> it actually just is like about Star family Wars. this time. It's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time i ever want to hear that phrase applied unironically is to this movie that's how they should pitch it michael bashing that woman's skull into a pulp on a mirror and then just <laughs> oh, it's about family <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean really i think the point of that is to show michael's own trauma in a way right mm-hmm. like like what he experienced as a kid is still fucking with him and even i think what he experienced growing up into what he is now you know my michael is someone who's never had anything good happen in their life and he's gonna make it happen Mm -hmm. even though i don't think he necessarily knows what that means he just has the idea of oh this this is what makes people happy is family so i need this so visions of my mother is going to you know justify taking this that's and i i think that's really interesting and unique i mean while while michael is like a psychopath 
<laughs> it, it humanizes him in a way. Like, like I'm not rooting for Michael. I don't feel sorry for the guy. Oh no 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 yeah, not at all. Like I don't I don't want this to come off as like oh yeah Michael he's, you know, it could have been better for him. He could have worked out. Oh. <laughs> But like like how people watch like how people watched the Joker and like rooted for him at the end. Oh god, yeah. Like, yeah, go commit murder <laughs> on innocent people. Yeah. You had a bad in life. You deserve this. No, I, I was just, I was scared watching that movie in the theater because the guy that was sitting like a seat or two away from me, like right next to me, at the end of the yeah. movie when he shoots Murray in the face, he was laughing. Oh my god. Oh and I was my like, god. I feel really scared right now. Like I was gonna pull out a gun or something. <laughs> yeah, 32. But anyway, I see what you're saying. It's like people need to understand that like just because you make a character more interesting doesn't mean you're like sympathizing with them. Like you have to like them. Right. Yeah. It's They're like just interesting. Right. You have to have a logical reason why this person is the way they are. Because I think everybody in life starts out as a human and then the things that happen to them change them and make them right. into something good or bad like nature mm-hmm. right exactly yeah and and i think that is halloween too like i think if if you do do not like feeling bad don't watch this movie <laughs> you know if, if you like movies where there's a happy ending and all your characters grow don't, don't watch this movie no. And and that again, that is why I think this this movie is so divisive. Yeah, and it's it's especially hard to watch. I think this one's like the kills are even more brutal than the first one. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I want to talk about the biggest kill. Is Annie? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. R.I.P. This scene makes me cry. Like genuinely, I I I, I tear up <laughs> watching this. Yeah. So to to give context. Annie's home alone, Halloween night. Michael knows um, that's where Lori lives, so she goes. He goes there. He kills the cop outside because uh, her dad, Sheriff Brackett, always has someone on guard at night. Um, and and I love also, I just love Danielle Harris in this movie. I think she's incredible. Oh my god, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I wanted to mention that as well because I think her as a child actor was already great. And she's still, yeah. like, amazing in these movies as an adult. Like, I can't yeah. believe she didn't have more of a career, like, mm-hmm. outside of these movies. And and again, like, that's what I'm saying. Rob Zombie's so good at, like, just instantly, like, setting up, like, these dynamics. Like, like the cop comes to be like, hey, I, your dad told me to keep watch. And she's just like, get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> like, like, the way he's talking to him, you can tell, like, this is a common thing. <laughs> yeah. And... He's just like, I'll just sit out with my shotgun. She's like, I'm going to kick you in the dick. Like, he just says something <laughs> like that, you know? And it's awesome. Yeah. And, like, flips him off and goes inside. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, then Michael kills that man. And yeah. he goes, and there's an incredibly brutal scene where, basically, you don't see it happen, but you see him, like, chase Annie around. And you see it in these, like, slow-mo stills that Rob Zombie loves doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we don't see till later where we, Lori comes home from a party with her friend who dropped her off, um, cause Lori was drunk and they're downstairs making tea and you know what's in the house, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Michael's in there and you know, Annie's body's up there. And then when they're going to bed, she notices everything's messed up 
and she goes into the bathroom and there's annie naked covered in cuts the ground like the whole the whole bathroom is covered in blood yeah it is disturbing how much like and again people forget how much blood is in the human body (laughs) it is a lot makes it so effective for me too is that it's like almost black looking yes which is is like how you know it's like from deep inside whoever was and it's like like a linoleum wall too like it is (laughs) like crimson yeah (laughs) and and then we realize like oh shit annie's still alive and one thing i also love i want to say when laurie realizes michael's here it's like it kicks on right (laughs) like we see like this side of her that she basically like her instead of going into flight she goes into fight right yeah like all this trauma is now forcing itself onto her and she's fucking ready to go like she Mm -hmm. knows what happens like she's like call 911 i'm gonna do this blah 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 like she has her shit figured out which is so insane because you would never expect that like you expect her to see this and just completely break like her world is shattered but it's just it kicks in you know Mm -hmm um yeah and she goes and it's so hard to watch because she's just holding annie and all she can say like it's almost like Lori is also in like disbelief because she's just saying like oh baby 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 that's all she's saying like yeah like she's like stay awake stay awake um and annie is too weak to even tell her michael's house and this is a parallel from the first film where Lori comes in annie's on the ground um near death and she's just she can't even make out words that michael's in the house and and laurie needs to get out and it's same thing that happens Mm -hmm. and then of course uh annie dies in her arms um and then michael comes in and chases and grabs laurie but what's even harder is we see bracket come home you know oh god yeah and that's the hard part where And it's it's so well done because like he, he's coming like he's like something bad has happened. It's a nine one one call. He doesn't know what's going on. He gets there all these cops and the cops just like you don't want to go in there. That's all he's telling. He's like he's like you don't want to go in there. You don't want to go in there. And he does <laughs> and he just like breaks down like uh. on his knees crying. And it's just like like his daughter's naked cut up corpse mm-hmm. in a room full of her own blood. And and he is giving like an incredible performance. Oh my god, yeah. It, this is, um, I mean, I, I, that that mirror death where she gets her, where that stripper gets her face smashed in is yeah, the kind of viscerally disturbing, and but yes. this is like emotionally disturbing just because oh yeah, of you don't even see the kill happen, but you just see everyone's reaction to it, and yeah, Brad Dorfs, the sheriff bracket does an amazing job at portraying guilt in that moment and it's like such a, a great performance like i, I yeah. just it's just brutal and his his reaction afterwards where he's just in shock yeah like, he's just sitting outside yeah he's just sitting on the bench like just like wide-eyed and staring out into nothing mm-hmm. like it's just brutal and then when they're like we got like we know where michael is he's just like uh okay like you know like he's just like <laughs> yeah sure and he's yeah. like I-, I think you should drive you know? <laughs> yeah it's it's so realistic it's so hard to watch and again like i think you said this just seems like it would be come out of some weird indie movie 
But this oh, is a fucking yeah. Halloween movie. Right. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of like side characters in these movies that I think are objectively better than the original. Like I Oh yeah. This like Loomis I love in this more and I also love Sheriff Brackett in the first one and yeah. this one. He's such this a sheriff's great. good character. Yeah. And and I like it because he doesn't like the first and the all the other sequels always like makes Loomis to be a madman. The sheriff, him and always sheriff are always button heads. Oh yeah, like, yeah. He's like, we gotta go here, and he's like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Where this like bracket seems much more reasonable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't have anything to believe you, but maybe we should just in case, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And it also helps that I think Loomis is less of like a raving lunatic. Yeah, he's not like waving a gun around screaming about how Michael is yeah. evil anymore. Blowing up children. <laughs> yeah. Sending a mob after a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then we get the ending where um basically Michael has Lori and he's about to kill her and the mom's like, do it, bring us home, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Loomis shows up, is able to talk Michael down, and Michael finally says, uh, the first thing we ever hear him say is like an adult <laughs> where he just goes, die, and then stabs him. <laughs> it's awesome. No, that's, that's what one of my big downsides of this movie. Uh, I love it. I think, well, I, 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 I'm fine with having Michael talk, especially in this version. But, like, I feel like when you have him talk, it needs to be something a lot more impactful than, like, something as obvious as just going, die, and then stabbing him. You have to remember, this is, like, a 10-year-old brain. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I just imagine, like, because Michael talking is such, like, a thing you don't do in Halloween movies. Right. That, like, when you do it, it has to be like as impactful as possible, and it can't be like some like mundane di- line of dialogue that you can figure out just by his actions and what he's doing in the scene. And that's like mm-hmm. he could have not said "die" and just stabbed him, and you would have gotten the same emotion out of it. See, you know? I I kind of read it as like this is kind of Michael's breaking point, where I don't even think oh. he realized he was saying it. Yeah. That was just like a thought, but he's so hopped up on emotions. Because also throughout this entire movie, because Michael Single, the advertisement for Loomis' book, he is putting almost mentally, compartmentalizing all the blame onto Loomis. Mm-hmm. Like, I am here because of Loomis. I didn't get with Lori because of Loomis. I'm fucked up because of Loomis. So, like, to him, that confrontation, I think it just brings out so much rage that Michael can't even control his own faculties. Right. And that's why he talked. That makes sense. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it just always rubbed me the wrong way. That, that line. I don't know. <laughs> Personal mm-hmm. preference again. It's like just me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fine. And again, like I think we've said this multiple times. I think this movie. Whether you're either gonna love this movie or you're gonna hate this movie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, after Loomis gets stabbed, they gun down Michael. Uh, he's actually dead, thank God. Um, <laughs> and then Lori comes out of the shack, sees Loomis is still alive. Uh, again, once again, placing blame onto Loomis because he fucked up her life. 
because uh, she was never told basically that she was Michael Myers' sister, and he basically outed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like imagine like it it was basically like not only her entire life feels like a lie, but now it is directly connected to the reason why her life is so shit. <laughs> so obviously obviously it's gonna fuck her up you right. know like that's gonna break your brain she sees loomis still alive and goes yeah i'm gonna kill you and then stabs him and then the cops open fire and it's so great because like you see bracket immediately just be like no like like mm-hmm. after she shot like yeah. he is also in disbelief like like honestly bracket's life is probably over after this you know oh my like god every yeah. person he loves is now gone yeah i can't imagine he had a very if he had a life after this if he had a very good one it was probably miserable <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah and then we finally get this weird abstract scene with Lori in purgatory heaven yeah. i think it's up for your own interpretation yeah i, I don't necessarily maybe see that from Lori's perspective though like i think it may be from michael's oh like michael that's michael's vision in the afterlife or something possibly oh okay i mean that's interesting when you think about it you know she's returning home but it's interesting because honestly all michael really knows is the inside of that institution yeah that he was stayed at so it would make sense that his heaven would be like that just as long as his family's together. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was reading into it. That's actually a and, good point because, um, yeah, I think I don't think Michael ever really regretted killing, like, his stepdad no. or Judith. No. Like... Absolutely not. But he definitely was sad that his mom ended up killing herself and... Oh, Yeah. That's actually a really good point. I didn't think about it like that, and that kind of that makes that whole scene and why it looks like that like makes so much more sense. Because it wouldn't make sense. Why would Lori smile? Right. I hope that I have persuaded you in some way. <laughs> no, I, you you have it. Uh, especially, I still I will say I think they're both okay. I don't think two is amazing. Mm-hmm. And okay. I like two more than one though. Okay. Um, because I find one boring after the whole Michael origin thing. I think when it, and when it just goes through the original, but just like speed runs it, like I, that is not cool. That's not like fun to watch for me. But right. like this, I think takes it in such a weird direction. Like the characters, um, that I just like it so much that it has like that Rob Zombie had the balls to even try to do this. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think he does a lot of it, like, really well. But I think um, my, my really my downsides come down to um, personal preference with Michael's portrayal as well. Like, I, I, I felt like, because you know how Rob Zombie, he has to cast his wife in uh, uh, every movie yeah. he's in pretty much. Yep. So I, I felt like the whole mom coming like being a vision thing was like him trying to come up with ways to like bring his wife back somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he did it. He did it well. It doesn't like feel like that. Like obvious. Um, yeah. 
but like, it, it doesn't just feel too corny. No, it doesn't. And and some of the the uh, visuals of her as a ghost are legitimately scary. Like when she has like yeah. her eyes wide open and she's like looking down at yeah, like whoever she, like, Mike was blink. killing. Yeah. It's it's really chilling. Um like a lot of cool visuals with that. Um I just think that I don't really like that it's like it, it feels so similar to like Jason Voorhees where he's like being like Yeah, it does kind of go down that route. Right. And um I think it's executed well. I just don't know if I like that idea really. And yeah. then my other big complaint is I think the middle of the movie drags a lot. And okay. it's pretty boring, like, during the party scene specifically, when Lori is, after Lori yeah. finds out that she is Michael's sister, and she just goes out, and she's, like, getting hammered with her friends. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like that really wasn't going anywhere, and, like, it lasted for too long. Um, but I really like the beginning, first act, and then the end of the movie a lot. And I think, just because the, that's when the... The whole arc is set up, and then it, it gets payoff, you know. But, yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. I, for the most part, I do really like this film. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. One day down the line, you'll rewatch this and go, whoa, this is a masterpiece. Huh? Yeah. I also just think Rob Zombie, uh, another criticism as well that I think goes for both of these is... He cannot resist putting in characters who say like really sleazy, obscene things. Yep, he, he loves his like B movie schlock characters. Yeah, and I think in one of his own movies that works because then you can also it's like a horror comedy is the yeah. kind of vibe I get from a lot of his movies. But this feels like it wants to be straight up horror. Um, but then mm-hmm. you have like characters that say like weird trailer trash crap like the guys at the beginning of the movie that are in the van carrying michael's body oh yeah what's the difference between jelly and jam yeah can't jelly my dick inside a dead girl (laughs) yeah like it's obviously horrible but it's like funny in a morbid kind of way that's Um, almost all of like the the house of a thousand corpses trilogy where you will go from laughing to then seeing the most fucked up thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. what Rob Zombie's really good at. Yeah. I mean, again, I think, and this is maybe why I got so much enjoyment out of these, is I was watching them from a Rob Zombie standpoint, not from a, I'm watching a Halloween movie standpoint. So I think if you're oh, watching okay. them with that mindset, you get a lot more enjoyment out of them. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the overall... A lot of my complaints kind of boil down to the fact that it's shackled by being a Halloween movie for yeah. both of these. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think for most people, they're going to say the same thing, too, because they're going to be like, oh, you see Michael's face in the second one? You're never supposed to see his face. That oh, breaks he looks the like rules a, of Michael. Yeah, he looks like a hobo in the second one. What the hell? He's supposed to be wearing the big giant coveralls and uh, running around in that perfect white mask. Like, yeah, I, I really think like most people's criticisms have to do with that. It's just shackled to this franchise. I honestly uh-huh. think if these were the exact same film, but like they were just like completely different characters and divorced from the Halloween brand. I think people would like these movies would be received so much better. Like, 
Yeah, um, I agree. It would be com- a completely different realm. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of baggage. Yeah, exactly. Especially because, I mean, Halloween, like, is a household brand, you know? Everyone, <laughs> th- there are people who have not seen Halloween, but know exactly who Michael Myers is. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. It, 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 I mean, it was kind of like a, like a big cultural thing. Well, all I'm going to say is that I hope for the ones listening that maybe didn't like these movies, especially not to, you kind of give them a second chance. Yes, please reevaluate two for sure. Because I think, think of it from a franchise perspective, and I think think of it just as its own film. Divorce it from the rest of them as well. Mm-hmm. because it's it does so many interesting things that are different while also still being a good film on its own may not be a great halloween movie but it's a good film and i will say right now i'm dropping it right now you ready for this controversial take <laughs> yes i'm ready <laughs> halloween 2 lori is my favorite lori oh my gosh okay i think it's i think it is the most interesting depiction of lori and we kind of touched on this of h20 Mm-hmm. where right now it's like the current Lori is just a gun-toting crazy person mm-hmm. that just set hell-bent on revenge. And I think that H20 uh, didn't fully dedicate itself like Rob Zombie did dealing with trauma. Yeah, But I think they H20 handles Jamie Lee Curtis well. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that this Lori is the most interesting and fun to watch. Yeah, because it's so real. Like, there's no sugarcoating it in this. It's like... Oh, no. It's brutal. Like, brutal in, in, in its depiction of how someone would realistically react to what someone like her went through that night in yep um, on Halloween. It's it's great. It's like, yeah, it's indie movie quality character stuff. I recommend Halloween's Rob Zombie's... Uh, they're... they're, they're they're a nice refresher after watching. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. many of them. But um, again, I think give them a shot. Watch them from a different perspective. Um, maybe hopefully applying everything we talked about here, and mm-hmm. I think you will get a lot of enjoyment because I've I've dedicated myself. Like my goal in life now is to make like wake people up about Halloween too. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. Like if someone. <laughs> that i recommend halloween 2 comes to me and says wow that was amazing uh, i can die happy <laughs> so yeah and again it all comes down to personal preference so don't attack us if you don't like it <laughs> yeah i can see yeah. it from both perspectives like i can see why a fan who had watched them since they were a kid like he grew up with michael myers a certain way he watched four through six like cage 20 even resurrection I can see why mm-hmm. someone would be so has such a strong reaction to two, especially. And, and I even agree with your points that you made. Like I can see, I understand those. However, I I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no, again, personal preference. Right. If it if it if it if you like it, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. That should be exactly really the motto of our entire podcast. Like that that is. I think <laughs> we're just a couple assholes. With probably yeah. terrible opinions. <laughs> and and too much knowledge on things that will not be practical in real life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I can unfortunately ramble on probably for an hour about each 
a Halloween timeline <laughs> to a complete stranger. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. That's yeah. one of my flaws. <laughs> <laughs> one of our flaws is is we talk too much about Michael Myers. Yes. <laughs> all right well um thank you for listening next we're going to get to the current timeline hell yeah some exciting stuff and and that stuff is a lot i think more fresh in our mind and we have a lot less um i think emotional attachment to them because they are so new Mm -hmm. um they're not ingrained in our minds from childhood um so so that should be interesting to, to to get into and hopefully, I want to see how close we can predict ends will end. Because <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I just want it to be good. Yeah, I think that's all we can hope for right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're just hoping to God that it will actually end like it says it's going to. Yeah, um, but we're going to stay to see if there's an end credit scene. I know there will be. You, yeah. you know there will be. It's just yeah. gonna be Michael's hand coming from the grave, something cheesy like that. Oh my god! They're gonna do like awful. the end of um, fucking Batman vs Superman, right? What well, didn't it end with like the grave, like the ground thumping or something? Oh yeah, no, it did. Or yeah, it was, it was the like dirt on so- on the top of his coffin yeah. started rising in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully Michael doesn't do that. I just want him dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> as much as i love the guy i want him dead <laughs> no. all right thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time 